0: Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Patty Henry. She has just written the book Two Lifetimes, From Fear to Love. We're going to talk about how to graduate from being controlled by your wounded child and directed by your emotionally mature adult. She's going to talk about how to live from your authentic power, eliminating those days without any progress forward, Rewriting the story that you tell yourself, slaying your own personal dragon, and living within the is of life. And she's also going to talk about and give you tips on how to grieve the wounded part of you and how to fire your ghost driver. What does that exactly mean? She'll get into it. She's committed to healing the world and she has a lot of insight on how to take care of parts of yourself that you have buried deep down. So here she is. Hope you enjoy.
1: This is Patty Henry having the privilege to be on Davina's, um, podcast.
0: Great. Thank you, Brad. We're going to talk about what you do, your book, different lifetimes and ghost driver that you talk about. And then I'm just so like excited to get into it. So I just wanted to know, I wanted to start with, how did you get into this field?
1: Well, um, I've been in private practice as a psychotherapist for about 32 years now. And um, how I got into writing books was every day I see people and they are struggling and they're wounded. And so I thought, how can I help? And um, then these books arrived in my head saying, write me, write me down. So... um, I did. But how I originally got into psychotherapy was um, I actually taught school one year in Mexico City when my husband was playing for the Philharmonic there. He's a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved the kids and I loved teaching. And um, But I taught at the only school in Mexico City, 24 million people, that somebody could go to and get admission into U.S. universities. So there were no discipline problems at all. There was no resistance to doing homework or not showing up on time for class. Plus... The parents really revere the, mm-hmm. text, or the teacher. And so when we came back to the United States, I thought, well, I would like to teach, but um, not in the public school. And so I thought, what could I do that I could teach and I could teach people that want to learn and um, get paid well for it.
0: Right. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go back to school and get my degree in um, therapy. So I did.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's a great uh, origin story. So you know what's funny when you talked about when you mentioned how you basically were told to write this book, like you got the idea. I've actually found a common theme with the recent guests I've been interviewed that there was something their head like they had they like woke up one morning and they were given a product to make or a story to tell so i really resonate with what you're saying but this book two lifetimes from fear to love you talk about two lifetimes yes uh how do we know which lifetime we are in the fear lifetime or the love life lifetime what are the signs of each
1: well um if you Let me start a little bit earlier before that Mm -hmm. question, that I really believe that we have the opportunity to live two lifetimes on this Mm -hmm. planet, not a reincarnation, but Mm -hmm. uh, actually in the same body. And that every baby that comes to the planet is pure light, just pure love. And you know this, if you hold a newborn and you look at them and they yeah. smile at you and you're like, okay, you own me now. It's all mm-hmm. right. I'm going to protect you. And um, this pure light, pure love, our, our culture doesn't support it yet. Mm. Uh, if you look back at the last election cycle, you know, it wasn't <laughs> from love for sure. And so this perfect little child gets thrown into lifetime one. And it's raised by um, two parents that most likely have not woken up yet. Mm-hmm. Teachers who aren't awake and coaches who aren't awake. And so this perfect little being gets wounded. And that perfect little being was each one of us, you, me, uh, everybody that we meet and got wounded in this first lifetime. We get told we're stupid, we get Mm -hmm. left out, we get abandoned, we get um, criticized and hit all kinds of things happen to this pure innocence that comes with each child. And then I think um, our mission on the planet is to outgrow the pain that was caused by that, Mm -hmm. the fear that was caused by that, and transform it into something useful in the world. So I think our the only thing I know for sure, Davina, is Mm -hmm. that, we have to make up a story when things don't make sense or when there are no definitive answers to the questions we have to fill in the blanks take responsibility for that yes so because could you there say are some questions that don't have definitive answers right like why are we here <laughs> what are we supposed to be doing while we're here exactly <laughs> It, what happens after death? Is there a God? Is there not a God? I mean, these are questions that a lot of people will tell you they know the answer to. Right. But really, they're just telling you what they believe. Mm. So I think it's important for every person to know what they believe, uh, what their truth is. And this is my story two lifetimes about what we're supposed to be doing while we're on the planet. I believe we are supposed to be shifting from yes. run by this child that was hurt and wounded and grew up with fear and transform that over to our adult self that is empowered and um, you know lives in integrity, knows who they are, is uh, able to have appropriate boundaries. So I think everybody on the planet, that's our work, one at a time. To wake up to this, I don't have to be run by the wounds anymore. I can be run by my authentic self who's not afraid.
0: Well said, that's so deep the part where you mentioned how we have to like basically fill in our own blanks and create our own story could you say that to create our own story we could dabble in for example going and getting like past life readings or being hypnotized to remember our past lives is that a good way to fill in the blanks and create our own story and like find out why for example we don't get along with a specific, specific family member or friend? Is that like, am I getting close to it? Is that a good example?
1: Well, you know, I think everybody has to find their own path. Mm, yeah, that they, that resonates with them. When somebody says to me in my practice, you know, my mom died,
0: mm-hmm. and then,
1: um, she showed up in my bedroom, I guess she was a ghost. Do you believe in ghosts?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I say, well, I don't not believe. Uh, I just uh, have not experienced that myself. But I believe my client that happened to her. Mm-hmm. And so um, whatever works for each individual, I think, needs to be honored.
0: That's great. Okay. That's fair because I've been like in my pr- – when I work on people and – They, for example, are getting a little overwhelmed. They see a psychiatrist or they see like a coach and then they're like, well, they can't help me with this incident that happened to me like 10, 15 years ago that I'm just carrying this pain in a specific body part. I'm like, well, we each have our own modality, our own method on how to help you. I'm clearly not a doctor. I'm clearly not a psychiatrist, but I can help you and I can coach you and help you remember something that wasn't really serving you and trying to shift that narrative. So now it can serve you. So I try to also keep that in mind and tell that to people that I work on. Like I'm not here to treat you, treat an illness. I'm here to coach you through an experience and something that you've carried with you for many years that, and like a medical doctor cannot help. With.
1: Yeah. It uh, really, that's what my book is like. Yeah. It's, um, a guideline, a guide, mm-hmm. you know, I hope it serves the purpose of walking with people as they go into their deeper wounds and, um, help them get on the other side of that, you know, get to forgiveness, um, I have one exercise, a forgiveness exercise in the book that I first ask you to write down every way, every person, everything that you were hurt growing, mm-hmm. even if it's just a one sentence that was said to you by your dad or one sentence by your teacher,
0: right?
1: one time somebody said you talk too much mm. and then you carry that your whole life until yeah. you become aware of it's not even true. <laughs> I talked just a normal amount like other people that maybe when I was five years old, I was talking out in class and that teacher said that to me. So I have people write down all of those incidences. Mm-hmm. Remember. Um, and then write down who said those things to them. And, um, you know, I always say, start with your mom, start with your dad, start with your primary caretakers, Mm -hmm. um, could be your grandparents, could be an auntie, Mm -hmm. and then start at the top of your list and visualize, close your eyes, visualize that person coming towards you Mm -hmm. And that person saying to you, I did that to you. You are right. I said that. And I'm sorry. And will you forgive me? Yes. And, you know, sometimes if the wound has been really egregious, you know, like somebody murdered your mom or, right. you know, <laughs> um, raped and murdered your sister, then, um You tell them, no, I'm not ready. You'll have to come back because you don't have to forgive prematurely. But I do think you have to forgive to be free.
0: Totally agree. That's that's a good thing to stress. Like you don't have to forgive prematurely. I like that because everybody feels like they're pressured to forgive someone. Right. Just to let go. Maybe you just don't want to
1: yeah maybe you're holding on to it um as some kind of security mm-hmm. maybe you're holding on to it because you don't want to condone the behavior right um, but you will know like i had a client one time um i tell her story in my book mm-hmm. he was 21 and her mom committed suicide on her 21st birthday after she killed her little brother. She murdered the uh, her four-year-old brother yeah. and then uh, killed herself on her 21st birthday in my client's apartment. And she came to me 14 years later and she said, Patty, I want my life to be more than that one day because mm. all I live is that one day over and over and over again because she came in, she found them. And um, yeah, it, she was wow. ready to forgive right away for sure. It took some time for her to really get uh, there was something wrong with my mom, and I have to have compassion in order to live my life in the.
0: Yeah. So. Wow, I just got chills. She probably was thinking to herself, my birthday is forever ruined. Why would I want to get older when I have something to remember like this? Yes. Mm -hmm. And
1: she wouldn't let herself engage in real relationships uh, in case they would leave her. And so she kept everything very surface. And um, when she finally got to a different level of understanding... Mm -hmm. and then um, she was able to move on beyond that and have more to her life than that one day.
0: But I'm so glad you were able to help her. Wow, wow, wow,
1: wow. Yeah, it's such, um, I I tell you what, I love my job because people get better and they get into their adult empowered self and it's just uh, exciting to see somebody really take responsibility for their life and own it as mine, you know, to really take it in. Um, Sometimes I'll have seen somebody for several months and they call me and say, I finally understand what you're talking about. And I'm like, yes, I high five the universe. Okay, one more person that has awakened because I believe there will be a tipping point where more people will be awake being run by love than, um, asleep being run by that fear. And yeah. uh, when we get to that tipping point, then we really can have peace on earth. So and, do we have fears?
0: Cause we're conditioned.
1: Um, well, you know, fear is an interesting word because it's our friend, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody, uh, I left a shopping mall one time and somebody when I walked outside grabbed my arm a really big guy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) and um, I my fear kicked in my you know, primitive brain kicked right in and it just said, run, run, run for your life. And I ran as fast as I could. I think I broke the world record in <laughs> the wow. mile or something. But I just ran. I didn't talk to the person. I mm-hmm. didn't say, Hey, what's going on in your life? That you're grabbing people in the parking lot. I didn't, you know, it just said run. And so that fear saved me yeah and so it was a good thing now the fear that holds us back is the one that um you know we act like we're being attacked but Mm. we're not and so we make up a story against ourselves and um that kind of fear you know we have to get clear and more honest with ourselves that we're really not being chased by a saber toothed tiger. That's <laughs> really not happening. Right. And so um, it's just somebody's yelling at us because they're in pain. Yeah. And um, I teach just little coping me- mechanisms in my book about um, it's not about you, you know, really learning to uh, believe that that a person upset and directing their energy at you isn't about you. It's about their pain. And if you can help, that um, is beautiful. It is. I see people with a sign around their necks and the sign usually says, I'm starving for love. Yeah. And if we can see the signs, and understand their behavior is the way it is because they're starving for love and we can give a little love their direction then I think it matters
0: but what if we I'm sure when people listen to this in their mind they're thinking okay but I've given a lot of love to somebody and I'm giving them a lot of love and I they meet my love with like abuse and being bullies and not being very kind, then what do we do? Do we just keep giving love?
1: Uh, Well, I think there are two tools that are essential. And the first one is boundaries Mm -hmm. that we take responsibility for um, saying, hey, you can't talk to me that way. Right. I I don't want to be talked to that way anymore. And so the second one is um, a voice being able to say your truth out loud, quietly, clearly, firmly. And um, those are two of the uh, tools that we need in order to take care of ourselves and to be a healing force in the world. Not to let someone abuse you, to say, no, Absolutely. I- I've done that long enough. I'm not doing that anymore. You cannot talk to me that way. And if they continue to, then you mm-hmm. have a consequence for that behavior. You quit right. your job, you go somewhere else, you leave your relationship. And there yeah. has to be a consequence that says, I mean it. You cannot yeah. talk to me this way anymore. And that comes with taking responsibility for your life.
0: Absolutely.
1: I was sitting in an adult children of alcoholics meeting many years ago, and um, I remember the leader of the meeting saying that you are responsible for your life. Everything you're doing, everything you're thinking, everything you're feeling, you are responsible for changing it if it's not working. And I remember sitting there thinking, you're kidding me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't really?
1: know how to do that. Right? I don't know who I thought was going to do all that for me. Whether it was going to be a husband or a mm-hmm. job or whatever, but it wasn't going to be me. But it took me a while to realize he was right. We are responsible for if our life is working or if it's not working. That it's ours. We're in charge of our life and to get that deep in your bones that you are in charge. We teach people how to treat us. We can go toward uh, whatever goal we have that, you know, I wanna go to New Zealand. Okay, then what, how am I gonna get there? I'm responsible instead of someone else is responsible because the power is in second lifetime where you really take over your life. And you don't let somebody else drive your car because you are too afraid to say, "Um, No, that doesn't work for me. And so really learning how to stand for yourself with appropriate boundaries and a voice. So that's when we fire our ghost
0: driver, right?
1: Yeah. I liken the ghost driver to um, being in a a video game, the Mario Kart game. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've ever played that, but my kids... Loved that game, and they'd say, "Mom, come on, come on, play with us." And I'm like, "I don't know how to do that." And of course, that was the best part for them—that I didn't know what I was doing. Exactly. And then be yelling, "Push B, push me I'm like, "Where's B?" And um, I would go off the road. I would go in, over the bridge. I would, you know, and they would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And that's how our life is if we let it be run by fear. And our wounded child. It's uh, like being in a Mario Kart, crazy ride. And so we have to get to the point where we take over the driving and say, um, no more. I, I'm just not going to be treated that way anymore.
0: Yeah. So I think it first starts with being around people who are like-minded, who are not putting you down. I'd have to say, like the first thing I would think
1: of. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I have found out is the healthier mm-hmm. we get, the healthier our world becomes. Yeah. We do tend to leave behind people that are want to be stuck in the problem, and just um, are complaining and. Um, crying and upset and as opposed to people that are taking responsibility for their lives I in one section of my book two lifetimes I say are you holding on to your story that you don't need anymore Hmm. I saw one client she was in her 70s and she was crying, literally crying, because she wasn't in the popular group in high school.
0: Still? Wow.
1: Yeah. And the sad part was she had gone to about 40 therapists in her life, and she had told them all of that story. But she never took responsibility to be happy and create friendships now. And create the life she wanted in the now. And so that was my um, job was to help her see that, so that she could actually let go of the story that didn't serve her anymore.
0: So you would say self like positive self talk is really important in your in your process in your
1: therapy. I think that um, the difference between people that are really functional and happy mm-hmm. uh, and doing well on the planet and those that aren't is self-talk. If mm. you're making up a story against yourself, it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one client that she spent the whole hour telling me how awful she was nobody would like me why would anybody date me i'm such a loser i'm and i was like you know you're sending that out to the universe and um i would change that dialogue if i were you exactly because we have to be careful what we tell ourselves internally and um you know i say if you're going to make up a story make up one of up in your favor. Exactly. Make one up that supports who you are and what you want that I'm capable, I'm lovable, I'm uh an amazing human being because that's the truth. Everybody is an amazing human being. This life experience is just uh magnificent. And that we get to be part of it is fantastic. So it is. Really getting that wow. I um, am lucky to be here. Uh, Davinda, two years ago, I Mm. had over a hundred tumors in my brain.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, and um, today I'm cancer-free. Amazing. It is amazing. Um, And it definitely, when you're close to not being here on the planet anymore, it um, certainly helps you get more and more grateful for the journey that you're having, whatever it is. I remember laying in a hospital bed. Um, I had a stem cell transplant and I you know, it kills all of your white blood cells, right. all your red blood cells, all your bone marrow. And I remember as I was hooked up to these different um, drip lines, I can't wait to get my life back. Oh my gosh. And then it occurred to me, hey, wait a minute. This is your life. Today is the day you've been given. How are you going to enjoy it? And it shifted my whole thinking into, can I uh, be extra nice to the nurses today? Can I be kinder to the person that brings me my lunch tray? You know, how can I notice them and bring some joy instead of being stuck in the fear?
0: Wow. I'm just, I have so many questions.
1: (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Over uh, over 100 to how
0: like how did that? S- did you have headaches? I've never heard this.
1: Well, um, actually, it started um when my husband and I drove up to uh, I don't know Kansas or Oklahoma, I guess mm-hmm. um to go to a wedding, and then we drove over to Mississippi to see some friends of ours, and we traded off driving. We just drove mm-hmm. all night when you got tired, you lay down, the other one got up and, um, I noticed I was driving off the road mm. over and over again, uh, off to the left. I just would, you know, drift over and, uh, be on the side of the road and then, I, you know, correct and get back and to right. the, the road. And, um, I said to myself, you know, if I just lean to the right, then I'll be able to keep us on the road. Now, it never occurred to me to wake up my husband and say, your life is in danger. Something is wrong here, Right. Oh my um, gosh. but uh, we made it. And then um, I got really, really sick and we went to the hospital and they did a um, MRI right away. And mm-hmm. see, there was a mass in my brain.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing
1: that. Wow. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, what do you mean a mass? Is right. It's a is it tumor. And, um, the nurse said, yes, it is. You have a tumor in your brain. And, um, I said, well, that's the wrong answer. I'll give you one more chance. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, She laughed and said, no, that is the only answer. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah, I started treatment. And um, I'm here today because of the brilliance of uh, the people that worked with me and of all the love that was sent my way.
0: And your mindset, Patty, and your amazing mindset that you have that's really
1: inspiring. Well, thank you. I I will tell you a funny story. I had (laughs) to go to um, this new doctor for radiation in my brain. I I Mm -hmm. have a knife procedure. They just direct the radiation directly to your brain. And um, my cancer was not a brain cancer it was lymphoma in the brain. That can happen? Yeah, it's not supposed to happen because of the brain blood barrier. And so this doctor that was going to radiate said, oh, I'm so excited to work with you. I have never seen this in my life. (gasps) You're very special. And I said, you should have kept that sentence inside your inside. mouth because right? <laughs> no no I've read about it and I've seen videos and everything but I have never seen it in person I said oh I'm kind of like your guinea pig he said no no I'm going to take care of you <laughs> so um but yeah I told him don't tell your next patients that that's not very reassuring but they took care of it so here I am. No, oh my gosh, what a story! Two years out now, so
0: amazing, amazing survivor. You are a survivor. Oh, uh, Harry, have... This was such a great talk. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. You're doing such good work in the world. Thank I you. support you.
0: Thank you so much. Can you tell everybody where to find your book and where to book you if they'd like to work with you? Okay.
1: Yeah, my book is, the easiest place is just Amazon. Go to Amazon.com, type in two lifetimes, and it'll come up. And right now, it just became an Audible. And so Audible is running a special. If you sign up for one month of Audible, then you get my book for free.
0: Oh, great. So,
1: yeah, it's definitely worth like 10 therapy sessions and um, so many people have said to me oh i wish i had this information earlier in my life i couldn't
0: are you kidding you know, this was like 10 th- this felt like sessions for me too right now i was just I, thinking the same thing
1: oh well <laughs> um whatever works right so um anyway they just have said i could have prevented a lot of suffering and uh, my book really is a guide to help people understand how to get from lifetime one into lifetime two, where the good stuff is. So the joy and the peace and um, all that stuff. So amazing. Thank you so much again. Hyphen, Patty hyphen Henry dot com. And you have to put that hyphen in or else you get another Patty Henry, who is also an author, but she writes, like, uh, racy novels. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I write, like, self-help books. so um, That's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyway, thank you again for having me.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. I really love this talk. It was fantastic. Thank you, Patty. You're welcome. Take care. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's rakuten dot com slash r slash davina 141 R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com slash R slash Davina141, Rakuten.com slash R slash Davina141. Happy shopping and make some money.